this episode of Stripe It Like It's Hot is brought to you by Everline Coatings and Services. If you own a line painting business, you want to make money. And if you're thinking about starting a business, you might be intimidated. How do you how do you run the business? How do you get all those sales? How do you close jobs? How do you do all the stuff? The invoicing, the accounts receivable, the advertising. So much things go into it. That's why you should look at Everline Coatings and Services. They franchise line painting locations all across Canada and into the United States with a proven system to generate revenue for your business. For more information, visit everlinecoatings.com slash stripe it. Welcome to the Stripe It Like It's Hot podcast with your host, Cam Roberts. What is happening, Pod Squad? Welcome into episode 19 of the show. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you very much. We're going to get right to it today, guys, for two reasons. One, it's great information, and two, my house is full of kids screaming and fighting, and I don't want you to have to listen to it. Back on the show for the second time is Ryan Vodica, aka Bunky Vodica. He is the national sales manager of Excel Paint. He has over 20 years of experience in the industry. If you listened before, he was on episode number seven back at the end of March, where he gave us some firsthand information on this crazy, crazy paint shortage. Well, he came back graciously. We found some time for a quick interview with him. Guys, he knows what he's talking about. He is well-connected. He's in the industry. He knows what's happening with the paint shortage, and he offers some great insight as to why it's happening and what you can expect going forward. So sit back and enjoy this brief interview with Bunky Botica. We're finally catching up a little bit on raw materials, but now, and our air conditioning is down, it's hotter than you know what. Oh, jeez. We're, we're catching up on raw materials, but our backlog of orders is just, I mean, we're still 10, 12 weeks out. So maybe even a little bit longer on some orders. So I mean, we're, we're, we're getting closer. At least we have raw materials now. But pails, plastic pails were in a shortage for a couple weeks. They couldn't get the resin to make the actual pail and more so the lid. And then steel pails, they were, they were kind of short too. So both of those kicked us back, you know, another week or two. Um, yeah, so still struggle. We're catching up a little bit, but we got such an open order list that, you know, we won't really fully catch up. I don't think until November, December, to be honest. Like basically the end of the season when guys are starting to slow down. Right. So when, you know, areas like you guys, when you're done in September, October, and then, you know, as it filters down that the colder weather to the northern states, and where they can't actually strike, then I think we'll we'll actually start catching up. But until then, I don't necessarily foresee it. You know, we we were told by our raw material suppliers, oh, it'll it'll ease up in June and July. Well, that hasn't happened. And they're probably being told by their suppliers to make the raw material that it was going to ease up. So the easing up really hasn't happened, even though, I mean, it's getting a little bit better, but a little bit better is still not anywhere close to what was needed. But even when it does ease up, 
you know, our production schedule is just so far backed up right now that, you know, we got 12 weeks of open orders. Man. So when you, like, when you, when you hopped on a, a few weeks ago, we talked mostly about the price of raw materials and stuff, but now, yeah. like, <laughs> if we only knew, like, it's not so much even the price. You're talking, like, the actual availability of these products, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's mostly, I mean, it goes into, you know, obviously the latex, you know, and that was the the one that was hurt the most was was the latex with the, the Texas freeze. It forced them to put a, a force majeure out, which means that they don't have to abide by their contract. They put everybody on allocation. You know, I, I think the first month of allocation, it was 60% of what we did last year. Uh, I think it's maybe now at 75%. So 75%, I mean... You know, you start falling behind. You know, you're 20% down the first month, 25% down the second month. Before you know it, you know you're building the backlog and you're fulfilling orders that we had in March or April. You know, in July. Hmm. So, and then the other major raw material is is the acrylic, the solvent-borne acrylic that goes into your acetone-based products, the alkyd major uh, alkyd manufacturing facility that had an explosion and that was just outside of columbus ohio that was like three four five weeks ago so that put another you know speed bump into the whole thing because they were huge into you know the alkyd manufacturing and supplying into the traffic payment industry so you had their opc ohio something chemical ohio petroleum chemical um and that was that was terrible. I mean, one fatality of somebody there, but that shut down production of, of their plant. So I mean, it was multiple things. So you got the latex, you have the acrylic that goes into you know your acetone acrylics, and then now you have the alkyds, which are in you know slow uh, decreased supply because of the explosion that OPC had. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, I mean it, it, it's really it, I've never seen it. I've been here 21 years. You know, there's always something, but never the myriad of all all the raw materials. And then, you know, all the raw material suppliers <clears throat> see the demand and prices start going up. You know, high demand, lower supply, increased prices into where you know it'll eventually even out in your economics curve with supply and demand where they cross over. So we've gotten, you know, I think the latex has gone up four or five times this year. So, and when they go up, you know, they do it immediate. So they don't give you, you know, even if you had it ordered a month ago and they haven't fulfilled it, you know, you get, you pay the price when they say it goes into effect now. So when it's delivered is, is the price that you pay. So, no, there isn't any uh, window where you could still get, you know, the price that you ordered at. You know, they they decide the price and, you know, you pay the, the price that they want. So that's a hard part on a manufacturer to where, you know, what Excel does is that <clears throat> if your order was in, you get it at that price. We're not canceling the orders, you know, or or changing, you know, PO prices, you know, your price comes in and, and then, you know, and if it was two months ago and it gets delivered three months later, you're paying that price from two months ago. So that's how, that's how Excel does it. But you could, could you not like Excel, like by, by honoring those prices, like 
like we're talking some pretty hefty bumps in material prices, right? Like, is that putting a, a bit of a strain on Excel? Because in my mind, yeah, if, if it's out of your control, if a manufacturer says, hey, here's an 8% increase starting immediately, like right. that's got to that's gotta put a little bit of pressure on, on you guys, no? It does. Absolutely it does. Man. Um, so there's a, there's a, we won't get into names, but there's a manufacturer, a pretty big one and a distributor that, uh, that handed out notices. I didn't, I didn't get one, even though we purchased some of their paint sometimes, but they, there was a, a, a notice or a letter given out to a lot of uh, clients in a specific area. And it was a, regarding a 7% paint increase price. And it wasn't going to take effect until August. And very similar to, to Excel, it was, you know, we'll honor your prices before. And it was quite interesting, uh, Ryan, to see people online just lose their ever-loving mind reading that they were getting a 7% price increase. I mean, from your perspective, like, what is that something that should be reasonable, unreasonable? I know what my thoughts are, but I'm also not in the manufacturing and distribution of this stuff. What 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 are you, what are your thoughts when somebody gets a letter like that? Yeah, you know, seven percent isn't bad this year, Cam. To be honest, you know it it just isn't with what they're and then that said company has a lot higher buying power than we do. Um, I know where Excel is, and you know seven percent in this year isn't isn't gouging Mm -hmm. but what i've heard is that said company with some bigger stripers in the industry told them that they couldn't fulfill anything after we'll call it july 20th right Mm -hmm. and they don't know when which to me when they said that they put that price increase in august they're telling them they can't fulfill any new orders because they're waiting until their 7% goes in until August, and then they'll, they'll they'll start supplying again, right? So I've heard from you know, multiple people that that company has told them, no, we don't know when we're gonna be able to get you guys paid again. So, you know, they're trying to order, Striker are trying to order in, in July, and they're being told, well, we don't know, which means they're waiting for that August 1st date for their 7% to go in, and then they'll start getting it, right? So a little bit of, uh, I don't know, good marketing or price increase letter to where it says, oh, we're going to allow, you know, we're going to keep selling until that August 1st, but then they're not taking orders. Mm-hmm. So they're, 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 you know, they're, they're basically waiting for that price increase to go through before they start fulfilling any in-house orders mm-hmm. is what I think. Yeah. And, and you know what, like sometimes taking the simple view makes the most sense. I totally get it. Like, so because because I'm not a distributor or a manufacturer, I think uh, like, I don't know, I just take like a more, uh, for lack of a better word, a more juvenile view of everything and try to understand how everything's going. Did you like, did you anticipate it going this direction when we spoke last March? Like, were you expecting this sort of backlog with Myth Materials? No, really didn't, you know, because, you know, we base a lot of things from our suppliers, our vendors. So when, you know, we were being told, well, you're going to get 40,000 pounds of the raw material, and then it turns out to be 5,000, you know, we, we weren't expecting it to get to this level. But, you know, starting a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, you kind of started seeing, hey, there isn't going to be a big easement that they said there was going to be. And, you know, I think all the paint manufacturers are in the same boat. They have such a backlog 
you know, I've heard other said largest company that they're not even taking orders until 2022. So I've, I've seen some where they said, well, you know, at least you said you'll be able to get us paid in 2021. We tried contacting said large company and they said that we're not going to be able to get you anything in 2022. Is that true? I don't know. I, I know that that big company has a lot of contractual obligations. Yeah. So they're, they're doing things with, you know, the DOTs with whatever they have contractually in Canada. Um, maybe, you know, some really big contractors. Um, but yeah, that's what I've heard they're doing. Yeah. Yikes. So again, like in the interest of asking juvenile questions, like, are we okay to basically assume now that like is manufacturing as a whole in this industry for paint and, and and materials, is it back to what we would call quote normal? Like is everything for as far as you know, like with either with Excel or with other companies, like is everyone back to just manufacturing at normal levels, but they just can't keep up? Is that more? more... Yeah, that, that's closer to say, uh, at least for us it is. I mean, right now, I mean, our mixing blades are are going all day, every day. You know, and filling, and you know, they're 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 close, but there could just be another shortage of pails, or there could be a shortage of just one raw material, or there could be um, another issue with you know latex coming from Dow or whatever it is, right? And then one more mishap there, you know, forces you back. You know, we're still on allocation with our latex resin from Dow, so we're still only getting um a percent of what we got last year but um you know at least we're making right so we'll you know we'll make latex for a whole long time get a you know get a little bit back close and then have to go to solvent and maybe we have a week delay to where we're waiting for more resin to come in but on a manufacturing side yeah we're close to to where a normal year would be but I mean, if you call that close, I mean, our backlog is just so big that, you know, we're, we're going a mile a minute to try to pump everything out that we possibly can. Yikes. Yeah. All no, like, man, I hope there's no other ridiculous stuff, like no more fires in Ohio. That was a pretty bad thing there that happened. Um, that was. so I will. I'll wrap it up with this. I kind of asked you about this last time. I was re-listening to our conversation last time, actually, yesterday. And I asked you, like, what would you do for the average contractor? Like, because a lot of guys in this industry are not high-volume producers, especially if you're in a parking lot side, right? You're not buying half a million dollars a year. However, um, the, kind of the advice you talked about last time was try and be as proactive as possible. That was good advice because when we spoke, there was still some paint available in stores. Yep. And now I can tell you from personal experience and even talking with you like outside, you know, in the last few weeks, like it's extremely difficult. Like I personally have called many stores in Western Canada trying to find product. Um, what What is your... What's your sage advice now, Ryan Vodica, for, uh, for par anybody, parking lot guys, you know... Um, is there anything proactive you think that they can do or maybe even looking ahead to next year? What do you think? Yeah, you know, and I know in the community, uh, you know, from this website, it's, you know, some of it is, yeah, you want to build a relationship with your paint supplier. You know, other people have said, hey, I just need availability, low cost. You know, with, with big suppliers, you know, like the two that we were talking about, not naming names, and, you know, they have the ability to say no, right? And, hey, we can't do it. Or, 
or, or something, you know, something where you're not getting, you know, a, a relationship treatment, you know, you're just, hey, their business, your business, here you go. There isn't somebody, you know, that you could call and talk to, you know, this year is, is an anomaly, right? Is it going to happen again? Who knows? Is it just going to get back to normal next year where, you know, everybody in the industry is, is looking for, you know, low, you know, low price? Is it quality? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, the, the, you know, the contractors, stripers that I know that are dealing through Excel distributors, um, you know, they're at least getting the communication to say, hey, this is where we're at. You know, we're, you know, you're going to get pain at some point. We're doing everything we can to get it out the door. You know, we, we truly appreciate the business, you know, and what you're going to get at least is transparency from us. So, you know, to, you know, what I would suggest is, you know, finding, you know, just to say if you're buying from, you know, big store that's on every corner, you know, maybe look at, a, you know, a private distributor to where you could build a relationship. You could get a little bit of paint from them during the year just so that you're on their radar because, you know, I'm visiting our distributors and while, the, you know, while there's a shortage, you know, they still have paint on their shelves. So, and, you know, for them too, you know, they have to do a good job of rationing out their paint as well. So, you know, they're working with their customers to where, you know, they come in, hey, I want to buy four pallets. Well, let me get you through with a pallet, you know, get through, come back, get you another half pallet. You know, let's just keep it going so that you don't have three pallets sitting in your, your driveway, in your shop, whatever it may be. But, you know, they let them know that, hey, you know, come back in two weeks, get another pallet, we'll have it. We just want to be able to make sure that we have paint on our shelves that's going to be able to get out to as many, you know, stripers as possible. You know, you, you you deal with a large company, you get treated, you know, like that, you know, from a large company in times of need like this, right? You know, there is traffic paint a big need of, you know, those big companies that are doing everything else from house paint to, you know, other high margin products to where they're making more money on and, you know, traffic paint is just a, a little bit of their business. I don't know. My suggestion has always been, you know, build a good relationship and at least be told when you can expect it, you're going to get it. Um, maybe work to you know, hey, I know that you use this, but we have this to use instead. Can you try another product? You know, just something to where, you know, you at least have some colored <laughs> pigmented binder that you guys could put down that you're not going and, and buying, you know, a house paint that's going to take two hours to strike that you're putting down and hoping it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't sprayed house paint yet, so oh, I get it. no. And uh, yeah, you pointed us in the direction of one of your distributors up here in Canada, and they came through for us. It was just a pallet, but man, it, anything helps. Yeah, it's it's yeah. so true. Yeah, great guy. You know, we'll, we'll be getting them more paint here shortly. You know, they're they're in line, and you know what, what we did is that you know we we took on strategic new distributors this year to where we feel we'll be you know be able to build a long term relationship and they were one of them in your location there and Vince is a great guy super super great guy um you know he's looking to get into you know some additional products uh you know he's looking to get into the you know the acetone acrylics and he's getting into methamethacrylate as well so that's going to be a good source for you Cam as you guys grow and want to look into you know, maybe doing a plural component, you know, the methamethacrylates are, are, you know, getting a little bit of, uh, you know, building some momentum. You know, there hasn't been as much of a shortage with uh, methamethacrylates as everything else. So, you know, if that's a decent product, you know, you're going to get five, 
five to ten times the durability compared to like a waterborne or a standard solvent base. So it's definitely building up some momentum for sure. Yeah, awesome. Ryan, we sure appreciate your time. You're a busy guy these days. you got a lot going on, but I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Yeah, Cam, and, and you know, anytime you have a question, you know, or, or searching for pain, we'll do everything we can to try to help you out. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. All right, Cam, have a good one, bud. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the show. He is a busy man. Lots of things happening right now as they're trying to produce paint and get it sold, try and keep some clients happy. He made the time, and I really want to thank you, Ryan, for coming on and uh, sharing what's happening in the industry with everyone else. Much appreciated to everyone for listening, too. I appreciate you. Keep your stripes hot. We'll talk to you next week. 